Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm James. I'm Nathan. And I'm Callan. And tonight we are reviewing The Invisible Man. Ooh. Can't see me. Can't see John Cena? <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> That's right, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he was the bad guy all along. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, if you're listening and you haven't seen the movie, I would say it's good and go watch it. Also, the long and short of it is yeah, it's good. It's go watch good. it, but also for oh. listeners, I would say I would say a slight content warning themes and oh, it, it, I reckon like if you suffer like anxiety, it'll definitely give you that. No, but like, like also the themes we're discussing and the themes in the movie oh, relating yeah. to domestic violence yeah, and sexual suicide, assault and yeah. suicide. I would say so. There might be a little bit of a content warning for listeners for this episode. Maybe yeah, a trigger warning. Is yeah, a trigger warning. Yeah. Trigger, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess, yeah, if you have problems with that, like seeing the movie might. But I, I think that's what makes it so effective is because the whole movie I was kind of, I kept getting like really a- anxious. Like, I think that's why the movie works. Because I, I was just like, come on, <laughs> you know. I liked the first half. Yeah. But I can see why they chose the direction they went in for the second half. Yeah. But I thought the script kind of nosedived in the second half. Oh, really? So, the the, the, the first half is kind of like this paranormal activity kind of thing. Mm. And I like that. I thought that was a really interesting take. Yeah. But then when it gets to the second half, which we'll talk about, yeah. I thought that was kind of cliche. I saw the twists coming. Okay. And everyone's on the internet. It's like, unexpected twists. Or I'm like, nah, I saw it coming a mile away. And there's a whole bunch of plot holes that uh, me and our friend Jake, friend of the show, yeah. uh, were like, well, well, why isn't this happening? What's going on yeah. here? Well, maybe we'll, we'll talk. We'll get to uh, that so, soon because uh, I didn't really have that many problems with it. It's like, not a perfect movie. It's not a great it was, movie. I th- it, w- it wasn't like a bad film. I thought yeah. it was okay. But people are heaping praise on this film. Yeah, I think one of the reasons it's for me so impressive. One as a thriller, I think it worked really well. It works well as a thriller. Yeah. There is a lot it, of good tension. I was. Yeah, I agree. With I that. was engaged the whole time, and there was a lot of tension. And like I said, I was feeling very anxious. And also, it was made for like under $10, $10 million. That's impressive. Yeah. And I mean, it was honestly, shot- that's impressive. But for the first half of the movie, you don't see their bad guy. So well, the yeah. CG budget but was... See, min- no, no, I but like that's that. Thing. But that's yeah. good, yeah. But that's, but, that's- but that's the thing is what you can do yeah, yeah. with such... With your imagination. Yeah. yeah. It's like we were talking about last week, all these great big sci-fi movies with these big budgets and yada. It's like you don't need that to yeah, make exactly. an effective movie. That's right. Uh, what we're a- saying, you take the central theme. Yeah. It's it's about the story and the characters, and it's about how you use that budget. It was shot in Australia. It it uses its scares effectively. It uses its time very effectively. No scene is wasted. You know, uh, there's a it's like a focused story. There's not a lot of characters. You know, yeah. So it's it's what you do with the budget. How you you know most studio would we'll, we'll talk about this soon. Most studios shovel in 200 million million dollars to make this cgi fest and the movie tanks because it's shit and it looks like crap yeah when you can make a 10 mil movie like this and people go nuts for it and it's doing extremely well yeah to to sort of contrast it to i guess it's closest modern analog uh hollow man like that movie used a lot of cg and a lot that's a very um, different movie obviously i'm not talking we're not talking about they're very, they're very different movies. Yeah, because um, but that movie deals a lot have more heavily in CG. Yeah. So the thing with it, because I love the 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 nineteen thirty three Invisible Man is my second favorite Universal monster movie. My fir- my favorite is Creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah. and then the Invisible Man. Um, and I also love Hollow Man. 
great movie. People don't like it. The thing is shit. It's fucking awesome. I don't care what it, anyone it's says. a good movie. Yeah, um, but I'm sort of just but, talking about the CG. But that's no, no. That's um, that's my next point. Is those movies are like science fiction movies about a mad genius who turns invisible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like then shit hits the fan. And, you know, thing and, you know, he tries to kill people and they try to get him, they try to reveal him and, get, you know, this movie is like a psychological thriller. The, the Invisible Man part of it, it's important part of it, but it's not told from that perspective. It's told from the main character Cecilia's perspective. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's an interesting, it's not just a remake of the original Invisible Man. Yeah, it's, you know? like, it's, it's a very different reinterpretation. Exactly, and yeah. I like that about it. Yeah, but that's what I was saying, is I like how they handle the approach to the man going invisible. Because in Hollow Man, I would argue one of the weaker parts of the movie is it's o- almost over-reliance somewhat on the CG element of like seeing him in infrared and like, there's I not enough disagree. subtle... disagree. I think one of the things I like about... Look... I'm just going to say one more thing and we'll go straight into spoilers because i got so many things to, to say just on that point alone. But um, yeah, I think it's a, this The Invisible Man 2020, really good movie. Lee Winnell, the director's Aussie guy. He did Upgrade, which is a really great underrated sci-fi movie, also shot in Australia for a low budget. He's a director who you should keep an eye on because he's doing interesting things. He's doing it in Australia. He's an Aussie guy and he's doing it for not $200 million a pop, yeah, that's it. you know, which is impressive. So keep an eye on him. And this is one one of the only reasons I wanted to see The Invisible Man. It's because I knew he was writing and directing it. Otherwise, from the trailer, you'd think, ah, oh, it's just a spooky, you know, horror movie, yeah, whatever. Yeah, typical Blumhouse movie. Yeah, exactly. But, and Blumhouse is one of the other reasons I think this works because they kind of just know and they have a shoestring budget. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like even though some of their movies are shit, it's like they know what they're doing. Like yeah. Jason Blum knows what he's doing. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I think if you're listening to this and you haven't seen The Invisible Man, I'd recommend it. I think it's a good movie. It's not great. It has a lot of problems, which we'll get to. I would recommend it, even though like I, yeah. it was okay. But yeah, but I think one of the reasons it's a lot better than a lot of other horror movies is that it uses... It's resources so well. I think technically it's very impressive. Even though it's not doing a whole lot of crazy stuff, mm. what it is doing, it's doing well. So I recommend it. Um, what you were saying before with the... Because The Hollow Man, one of the reasons I love it is because it's got that... You know, we are talking about last week, sci-fi, that slow discovery, you know. The first half first, of that movie... The first three quarters. Is, really. The first half of that movie is just like it's they're like, testing the, the serum or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're, they're, they're trying to perfect it and it's, it's not working and they're going to get their funding pulled. And that's what I like about it. It's that sci-fi stuff. And so even though it's got a lot of CGI and a lot of special effects, it, that's because that's, that's what the movie's about. Whereas this, the Invisible Man 2020 version is not about that. And that's yeah, what I not, like about I'm it. I'm not talking about the story out of it. I'm just talking about how well, for me, the visual effects worked. Well, let's go into spoilers. So, full spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the new version of The Invisible Man, if you haven't seen the original or Hollow Man, we might do some mild spoilers for that. But yeah, The Invisible Man especially, spoiler warning. But, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about how well The Invisible Man worked visually, for me, compared to Hollow yeah. Man. But th- that's what I'm saying is I-, I feel like Hollow Man, even though some of the CGI is a bit wobbly, 
most of it is extremely impressive, especially when you take into account that it came out in 2000. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't impressive for yeah. the day. I just feel like... Even now, I think that a lot of it stands up really well, yeah. especially considering how hard they had to work to make it, like, to to have uh, Kevin Bacon, like, in a green screen suit, but also have the features of his face. So they had to paint him green, including green eye contacts, which fucking hurt, and then, like, to blow water or smoke onto him and then digitally remove him. Back then, I mean, now that's hard to do. Back then, you can imagine, insane. The special effects in that movie, I think, are fantastic. But the new Invisible Man, it's not doing that. It's the Invisible Man part of it is... It's 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 more is, simple. It's simpler. And the, this is obviously... We'll probably talk about this later, but the, I like I like the, how they handle the first half of it. A little bit more than like how they handle the second half yeah. of it. But that that's story related reasons. Yeah. Um, because like the first half of the movie, I was thinking it's an allegory for domestic abuse, uh, domestic violence yeah. and abuse. Yeah. Um, is the first half of me had me guessing, is he really there at all? Well, see, that's what I was going to say, actually, is this is a movie where if they revealed at the end that there was no invisible man, I would have been, been happy with it. Yeah. yeah I, I would I said to Jack, I'm like, how, what, that is a Shyamalan twist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good old school twist. I think when you've got a movie that's strong like this, it can go either way. Mm, he's yeah. real or he's not real. Either way, the main character is affected and must overcome that problem. Yeah. I watched Horse Girl on Netflix and the whole central thing of that movie is like, is she crazy or is she telling the truth? Um, and at the end of the movie, it's ambiguous, but I was like, either way, this movie's not interesting. Mm. Like, if it's real, I want to see all that cool real stuff. Reveal that to me. Yeah. Explore that. If it's not real, Cause I, I don't need you to telegraph it to me, yeah. but you need to explore that. What does that mean for the character and yeah. the people around her? And The Invisible Man is a movie where if it, if it wasn't real and she was crazy, I'm like, that's just as an interesting movie. Yeah. Because of the way yeah, the story is told. The, the, the man's invisible in, in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The, the titles. But, and, yeah, and because it ties in with the domestic abuse thing of yeah. like the invisible man is not a physical it's a man. Mental, it's a, it's a, yeah, a, yeah, that's why he's invisible. A threatening presence. Yeah, but he is real in, in yeah. the movie and he yeah. is invisible. And I think one of the reasons the movie works is because, like I said before, it's told from Cecilia's perspective. It's not about the invisible man. One of the things I love about the original Invisible Man and Hollow Man is that kind of mad genius, mad scientist thing. And you see the process of him, you know, becoming yeah. the Invisible Man and you see him trying to live with being invisible. You see with him trying to uh, interact with people, you know, when he's wearing clothes and, and the bandages in, in the original or the the uh, rubber face the in, the, in the Hollow yeah. Man, which is so cool, you know. It's like... That's what I love about it. It's like that process, that that discovery, that invention. This movie, it's not about that at all. It removes it pretty much. At first, I was a bit disappointed because that's what I love about the Invisible Man trope, if you can call it that. But then I realized it's like that's not what the movie's about. The movie's about Cecilia and her journey. The Invisible Man is just that. He's the Invisible Man. He is the man who will forever haunt yeah. Cecilia if she lets him. Which is why I wasn't too sure about the ending at first. I was a bit off put by it. But then I realized like that's the point of the movie. She had to do something because yeah. it's up to her. 
So I guess she's taking should... the power back. I guess we should uh, start. I would give a brief plot description so we can de- deconstruct the yeah. film. So uh, it starts off with uh, Cecilia having already made her plans to escape. Yeah, and she's she, in a she's abusive in a, relationship yeah, with Adrian. With Adrian, who's like a wealthy tech optics, yeah, uh, optics, en- optical he, engineer, like, yeah, um, inventor, like basically military grade uh, optical technology. Yeah, and she like the the first opening scene is just her trying to escape from abusive yeah. relationship. I like that they don't try to show flashbacks. Expl- they don't of, explain like, it. Like they don't like, have to hold your hand and show it. Yeah, it's just like we know through the situations. Like she has to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, and then she escapes to her sister's place. No, her sister picks her up, and there's but a co- she goes... And there's a really tense scene when he's trying to get... Oh, yeah, that's his... fucked up. And I wasn't I wasn't expecting to put his fist through the window, yeah. and that was really intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then she's, she's staying with her friend James, who's also a cop, and she's trying to get over the fact, you know, that... She becomes a bit agoraphobic. She can't leave the yeah, house. Yeah, she can't leave yeah. the house because he's, he's out there, he's out yeah, there, he's going to come find me. me. Yeah. Because uh, she understands he's a genius and, you know, if she does anything outside of the home, there's a chance he could pick up that that, yeah. that movement, like whether it's internet-based or, yeah, yeah. or whatever, like he'll track her down. Yeah. Um, and then he kills and, himself, Adrian, the, yeah. the boyfriend, um, and so she finally feels free to live her life. But... Then she gets starts getting stalked by an invisible entity, Presence. which of course everyone doesn't believe her, but she knows it's Adrian because he's a optics genius, yeah. you know, technological. And, and she seems a bit crazy to the outside world. Yeah, which is kind of you know ties into what we we're just talking about, where it's like that's the point of the movie is like no one no one believes her, no one believes yeah. the victim. You know, it's 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 like the. Her, the the abuse goes beyond him physically being there and it goes into the interactions with her family mm. and so on. And it somewhat escalates. Um, you know, at, at sort of in the beginning, he's just torturing her. Yeah. And then he sort of, he escalates things and he hits James's daughter, Sydney. Yeah. Making it look to like, make, make it, it, make it look, it look like, like yeah. Cecilia did it. He, he's doing the classic abuser thing yeah. of alienating her from her support yeah. system, which is her family and, so, and friends. Well, she it's basically like, gets told to get the fuck out. Yeah, it's also he also gaslight. In a way, it's gaslight. He gets it. Well. Yeah, the whole the whole movie. It's like makes gaslight. her question her sanity. Yeah, it's like gaslight the 2020 horror tech version. You know, um, yeah, because then he frames her for her sister's murder, and then she gets put in like a mental hospital. Like, yeah. But somehow she's pregnant. Oh, I, no, somehow she was. She was pregnant from when they were still dating. No, but it's recent. No, yeah, it, it was for a month, and she's been living with James longer than that. This so, is. I feel no, like there's. No, 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 no. Are you sure about are you that? Sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll defer to if, you there. But it were, seemed I'll, in the movie like it was very recent. If they were gonna. I feel like there might be a deleted scene somewhere. If they were gonna reveal that, that's if if that is the case. That that's a big mistake in the movie that needed to be revealed. Yeah, I got the impression that it was recent because she had just left him not long before. Oh, but no. The only title so, card we see is two weeks later. So even if it's two months after she's she's moved in, you know, it's still not a big gap enough yeah. that you know that I just, she I got didn't the, know she I was got pregnant. the feeling more time had passed. I no, no, I yeah, I don't think that's no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she finds out she's pregnant, and Adrian's like obsessed with her having baby yeah yeah. and um this forces him to reveal himself basically pretty much uh so 
I, I think I really enjoyed the the for me the first half was like the best part of the film. Yeah, because I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, when she's like in bed and the blanket yeah, comes off. Oh my yeah. classic paranormal activity move. Yeah, you know I love that kind of that stuff in the home where she's just staring at a wall like I know you're there. Oh my, one thing, that's the best part. One thing I loved about this movie is more than any other Invisible Man movie is like just shots of like the corner of the room. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I kept looking at things. I'm like, is something going to move? Yeah, where yeah, where yeah. is See, he? That's what I liked a lot. Yeah. Um, and because okay, it's like low budget stuff. Like yeah. you don't need to spend a lot of money exactly. to aim a camera at a wall. And, yeah. and the, Put the some audience music. There. The yeah. audience fills in the picture, right? It's yeah. like, yeah. you know he's there. You're like, I see you. Yeah. But then I started questioning. I'm like, he's probably not there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't matter either way. Because you don't know. Yeah, because yeah. you don't know. It's like the whole point is like that you're scared that he is there. But see, I think that the mistake was about halfway through, just maybe just over halfway through, mm. they start to reveal Adrian, and then, then the suit he wears yeah. to achieve the... And the movie's the, tone um, somewhat shifts. It's a little more uh, action-heavy, definitely, little... Yeah, it definitely ramps up the action. Uh, so Not excessively. Were, there were a couple of plot holes, I feel. Mm. Not so much plot holes, but so... The film is set in either 2018, 19, or 2020. I it's set in which. present day, 2020. Yeah. So it's like there's like when uh, Adrian kills... Um, her sister. Yeah. There's like a floating knife cuts her across. Everyone's like, she murdered her sister. And Jake's like, you're telling me there's no CCTV in this yeah, inner city but, restaurant that would, would possibly capture yeah. a magical floating knife. But we and, don't we don't see the investigation. We just know she hasn't been charged with no, anything. She's being held at the mental institute. And then, but hold on, fast forward to the mental institution when yeah. she tries to, because uh, she knows Adrian's in the, well, she doesn't know, but yeah. she suspects he's in the room. So she tries to kill herself and yeah. then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Because Adrian is in fact in the room. Yeah. And the guard comes in, he tases the guard and there's like a whole action scene. Yeah, there's scene. a fight scene. Now, yeah. Jake's, again, Jake goes, again... She doesn't even need to do anything anymore. No. Because once they but, pull the seat... Because hey, this is 2020. Yeah. There's cameras in all the mental cells. There'd be cameras in the yeah. hallways. But the point... Like, she could literally just sit there and let him run away. And yeah. then they could come put her back in the cell. And they could review the footage and see, obviously, there's something weird going on. And, yeah. But that wouldn't make a very good movie. Or, at the very least, it would be a very different movie. Whereas, the whole point of the movie is just like, I need to stop this now. And also, Sydney, she knows Sydney is in danger. So, it's like it keeps the momentum going. And then when Tom is killed because the brother is... He didn't say Sydney. No, no, no. So, he he was like, I'm going to go get Sydney after the car park stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, fair enough. Yeah, she went to the car park when she didn't quite, quite need to. No, but my point was, I feel like they should have had just a little bit more in the film yeah. of detectives looking at camera footage yeah. and maybe Adrian scrubs oh, the well, footage. Well, see, the, you know what I mean? That's, or something that's, like that's that. That's one thing I'll agree with you uh, with is that James is a cop, so you have already have a character who yeah, is like, in that world. Like so I said, you don't even need to... It doesn't even have to be a problem. Adrian can yeah, hack the cameras or some yeah, sci-fi but I, shit. I don't like, think they even needed to hack the cameras thing. I'm like, at that point, he's caught. Yeah. But yeah. the whole twist of like the brother... It was the brother yeah. is what... Makes so it's like oh well the, the the brother's dead, so Adrian can keep getting away yeah. with it. Like the the fact that they have footage and evidence yeah, doesn't yeah. matter, and that's the point. Yeah, at a certain so point, I don't think it's also, that much I'm not of a problem. About, see, I'm not talking about it a problem from Adrian's perspective. I'm like I'm talking about the context no, no. of her of Cecilia believing she's crazy, yeah. and everyone thinking she might be a suspect. Yeah, I'm like the cameras which aren't there in the movie. Which you don't see them in the film. Yeah, I assume. I just assumed cameras were there, but yeah, they just never they came up because, because of the way the story unfolds. Yeah, but I'm like, I feel like 
Cecilia should have used that more in her arc yeah. to be like, look at the footage, I'm not crazy, look at the footage, yeah. and they're like, whatever. Like, they're definitely, there definitely probably should have been one at least shot, one, one scene. scene of James <laughs> and his partner looking, at, looking at the footage and being like, okay, we need to let her out or whatever. Yeah, that's which, my... Which is kind of... They technically do do that, but they don't have that scene. Well, no, Because the, the, then the, the, Tom is... She follows Tom to the house... Well, that, that, uh, that's a bit different. Talk- I mean, they're like, the reason she gets, a, I won't say a free pass, but the reason she gets let out is because you have all these cops who are like, oh, an invisible man literally shot me in the knee or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, it's 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 not like cameras. No, it's like, no, no he no, was no, physically no. there. Yeah, but I, I feel like, the ca- for me, I didn't see that as a problem. The cameras were there. It's just a, a character on screen didn't say, we have footage. Like, I just assumed there were cameras there because it's 2020 there, there and every, would have been, there every would government cam- building would I don't, have cameras. I, didn't see, I, was, I did look for them and I didn't see them. That no, I mean, if would, you physically don't see them, now most yeah, the, security cameras are I, like here, like the where... Inf- the inference being a secure hospital, there would be cameras. Yeah. Um, that's not the issue. The issue is, I feel like, for a lot of the time, everyone's just assuming what cameras means. Everyone's assuming she was a suspect when there should have been. Usually there's more of a... I know that's not the point of the movie, yeah. but usually there will be more of like, she can be like, well, look, if this happened in a public place, let's check the cameras. Yeah. But see, I, I was, because the way the movie plays out, you don't see the police investigation. Yeah. You don't see them reviewing the footage. She, she's never been charged. She's not in prison. She's being held at a mental institute yeah. until trial. So technically there could have been a, a scene yeah, later yeah. on if, if the movie didn't go, if she didn't try yeah, to yeah. kill herself. There could have been a scene later on where they're like, yeah, the knife is floating. What yeah. does that mean? Yeah. Because obviously no one's going to believe that it's an invisible man or that no. it's a ghost or whatever. She the, just gets locked away. Yeah. But, because the, yeah. but, because she, <laughs> but because she tries to kill herself, then Adrian is forced to reveal yeah. himself. So the movie plays out in a way where the problems aren't really that big of problem. The only other or, problem I have, and this is, a, this is actually a little smaller than the, the camera issue, yeah. is... It, it seems to me like they gave him augmented strength when he's in the suit. Yeah. I'm like, that should have been explained because yeah. you just have a well, dude literally throwing tables and throwing people across rooms like yeah. he's an X-Man or something. Well, I'm like, here's like, the other come thing. on, he's an invisible man. He's not Colossus. Yeah, here's the other thing is because uh, one thing I like about the movie, like I said before, usually I like the whole mad scientist invention, you know, you know the process. But in this, it's like that's not what the movie's about. Yeah, there could have been long scenes of exposition about the tech. There could have been a close-up of the computer screen with enhanced strength written on it. <laughs> but that's not the point. No, but he still like throws tables, yeah, like big like, tables. Yeah, I'm like, but it's on, like, man. but really, like I said to you, it, because of the way the movie plays out, it's uh, it's not really a problem. Yeah, but is like, it the look, suit or is he maybe just roided out? I mean, no, he's a healthy he's a healthy young guy. He gets shot four <laughs> times in the chest, and he's like still going. Argh. <laughs> Maybe the suit has armor. We know it's, no, so he's it's like military. Bleeding for, he's like bleeding out and stuff. You can, like, you can shot through to, armor and bleed. To, to be fair, <laughs> I assumed like, that the suit would have some sort of strength to it. Yeah. Um, like it's a military application. Yeah, I, I would have mentioned like you can be shot. doesn't mean the bullets went deep. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh. I mean, you can no, be... I feel like we're, we're all being a little kind. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I, no, as suit, watching... The it's, not a, it's not a huge problem. I'm just like... The strength, but that's the thing. Sitting there watching the movie, that's not... A, it no, was never the, a problem. The, the suit strength 
and the um, and sort of the man strength or whatever, what have you. Yeah, that wasn't a big deal for me in yeah. this film. But it just made me think. I'm like, he's chucking like I'm like. Uh, yeah, and I was like, okay, that could be many yeah. reasons. It could be the suit. It could be he's roided out. I just put it, it down could to be the... it could be the stylization of it being a horror movie, and that the the, the villain put... in the horror movie is always strong. I I just honestly I just put it down to like he's wearing some sort of tech suit, so he's probably. I think so. Yeah. Like it would have been interesting if there was a scene of him like injecting drugs or something like well, see, but that like, that's my point that's my point that's that's, that's hollow man. that's that's yeah that's the stuff i love from the invisible man the original and hollow man that's the stuff i want to see but that's a different movie and one of the reasons i like this movie the way it is is because they never really delve into the tech then just the in the same way they didn't feel the need to do flashbacks or scenes of the abusive relationship they don't feel the need to explain the tech to explain yeah. Adrian's, you know, uh, that, that, genius or yeah. his history, to explain the relationship with his brother. It's like that's all uh, inferred or yeah. is, uh, implied, you know, implied, yeah. you know, through the, the what happens throughout the, the film. conversations. And so it's like, I would have loved scenes in this movie where Adrian's tinkering and the suit's not working and he's like, damn it, you know. But that's not, that's a different yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, no, I get you. And also, one of the reasons I like this movie is because it's from Cecilia's perspective and because it's about that abusive relationship you you're taking the uh mad genius misunderstood out of the equation equation, and it's just about cecilia's uh journey and i think one of the strengths of this movie is we really don't even see adrian properly until the very end of the film when he's uh trying to win her back quite yeah quote unquote uh, found to be kidnapped <laughs> um and then he's like in his house again and he, he she goes yeah, to I visit mean. him i wonder how much he and, got paid because i bet it's a stuntman doing all the oh yeah probably <laughs> um but it's like that's what i liked about the movie yeah. it's like the focus isn't on the abuser the focus isn't on the monster the focus is on cecilia, cecilia. because in most horror movies in most thrillers or whatever it's like we see the movie through the villains, uh, even though if it's, even if it's not from their point of view, we see their journey. You yeah. know, this takes the power away from the Invisible Man by making him vi- invisible the whole movie, and then when he does show up, it's like she's finally now in charge. She hmm. takes the power back. I, I That's why I like the ending. When I first saw the ending, I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. But I thought about it. I'm like, no, I but like the ending. You were just worried Tom Cruise was going to show up and be like, I'm here to invite you to my team. Oh, so he, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, he, right. He, yeah. he, 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 here's the thing. <laughs> Fucking Universal, they tried to start their dark universe. I forgot about that. Yeah, right? <laughs> they, they did Dracula Untold, which was supposed to be like, it was like the MCU-ification of the old horror, universal horror movies. horror movies, like the monsters. They're like, oh, we're going to reboot Dracula, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, The Mummy, and we're going to make them cool like an MCU-style connected universe. It's like no one saw Dracula Untold. Also, if I'm not mistaken, it was PG-13. It was very much an attempt. Well, I didn't even it, see it. No, I yeah, never but... saw it. it. It was very much an attempt to make it a safe kind of superhero movie, but yeah. with Dracula. And uh, from so what I understand of the movie... The Dracula in that movie, he's like, yeah, he does bad things, but he's a nice guy. You know, it's that, it's that <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. The yeah, the disnification almost. And then that movie didn't do well, and then I, I, they kind of ignored that. And then like, but now we got Tom Cruise for the mummy. So it's like, now, not a bad movie. It's not like, a bad no, 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 no. It's bad. It's only you only like it because Tom Cruise is in it. 
We've we've talked about this before. I'll I'll sell let's you one day. Let's yeah. confine the scope here. But anyway, they did you know the mummy, and it's like now we're doubling down on this dark universe where they released a logo and they cast uh who Russell Crowe was Russell Do- Crow Dr. Was, Jekyll, um, Mr. Hyde yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Um, and Javier Bardem was announced as Frankenstein monster, and uh, Johnny Depp was announced as the Invisible Man. And I think Angelina Jolie was going to be play Bride of Frankenstein, and there was someone else I think as well. Um, Unfortunately, the movie had, didn't do well. Yeah, and the movie didn't do well. And again, a PG thirteen. Say they tried to turn the Mummy into a MCU style superhero movie where Tom Cruise becomes a, a super Mummy at the end or something. Yeah, kind of. Um, and that flopped, and it's like, well, you know, they can't do that. And now it's like they still have the rights, so it's like they're obviously going to keep churning movies like this out, but they did the smart thing of partnering with Blumhouse. Uh, I don't know if yeah. they have any previous association. And then they got Lee Winnell, who's a you know lower budget, you know, quite a quite indie filmmaker, um, to write and direct it, and it wasn't part of it. Dark Universe. It wasn't part mm. of a MCU It's just stuff. using that right to yeah. make a good independent and guess Guess film. what happened, guys? They yeah. made a good movie. So yeah. against all the odds, this is but this is what we we talk about on the show all the time. Just focus on making one good movie. Yeah, you listening, DC? If it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it does do well, then you think about what yeah. else can we do with it? Yeah, that's right. But they're constantly they're doing with Star Wars. They're trying to do with everything now. They're constantly trying to make everything the MCU. Everything has to be a huge interconnected universe of a million movies. Safe PG thirteen you know, superhero-esque, even if it doesn't call for it. And the Universal Monsters don't call for that kind of treatment. I mean, what are they going to do once the universe is set up? Fight the good guys? Yeah, but that's the thing. Is like they make make the mummy, he's not such a bad guy because he's Tom Cruise and he he was forced into it. You know, they made Dracula, the nice Dracula, you know. And they they probably do it with Johnny Depp as well. He's like, oh, he was he was a nice invisible man, you know. Yeah. The Frankenstein monster, you know, he's a, he's, he's a, just misunderstood. Yeah, which is technically true, but you know, like, yeah. it's like they're they're supposed to be monster movies. They're supposed to be horror movies. And the great thing about the Invisible Man is that that's what it is. It's a horror yeah. movie. It's a thriller. It's like they didn't try to make Adrian the good guy, but what they did, even though this might whether it was intentional or not. They did kind of set up the Invisible Woman at the end, <laughs> which I don't want them to make. No. But you can see my point of if you just make one good movie, then you could probably make a sequel to this and make it pretty interesting. Like she's a vigilante who helps abused women or something. It's dumb and they shouldn't do it. But all you have to do is make one good movie. Yeah. Don't make try to make an MCU style interconnected universe. Don't try to make a horror monster if, universe into a safe PG thirteen. Everyone's nice now. Exactly. I mean, if you think about, if you take, if we take a step back and look at the, the borders as a whole here, yeah, this movie being any good was actually very, very unlikely. Yeah, with like with giant rights issues it, and it, the studio actually siding with a smaller director on a smaller budget. Yeah. And actually having a good movie made on a smaller scale than yeah. just having a $200 million but, blowout. But you see, it's like what we always talk about. Yeah. You see what happens when you don't spend 200 mil on a CGI crap fest. When you make something more focused, more lower budget, you don't try to automatically start a 20-movie franchise. 
when you just go, okay, we got the rights to Invisible Man. What are we going to do? 10 mil, uh, an Aussie director who's made some interesting films. You know, Blumhouse, he's, he's uh, I mean, got a and good track record. And I feel like that's the thing. A lot of these major studios as well, they need to go to houses like Blumhouse. And Maybe. companies like Blumhouse and... The A24. Sm- and A24. I feel like they've, yeah. lost, they've lost the pulse. Because it's like you've yeah. got companies like Netflix churning out movies of this sort of... 10 mil, 20 mil films. Yeah. Like a dime a fucking dozen, yeah? Yeah. But, and so these, really, the big picture companies need to be competing and going to Blumhouse and A24 and the other smaller yeah. niche, I guess. But it's like, you know, we always talk about big studios that don't take risks anymore. Mm. They're always playing it safe. But what they continue to do is make 100 or $200 million films that bomb. But that's that's the ironically and, the safe option. But that's the thing. <laughs> that is like say the safe like, option is. Is that the safe op- option when you can spend ten mil on a movie and make a hundred mil yeah. and make so much more? <laughs> yeah. But look now. But if it does flop, you lost ten mil. You know, like this is so. This is going to be this kind of enters the realm of politics a little bit. But I was looking at reviews for The Invisible Man on my phone earlier in the day, mm. and there were a couple people who were like, "Oh, I didn't like it. It panders to the Me Too movement." I'm like that. That's yeah. that's probably what the big studios want to avoid is they want to make a tempole movie that's not going to alienate yeah, some incels yeah. or whatever on the internet, so they get the yeah. most money they possibly can. Whereas in the Invisible Man, it is see, definitely the, leaning towards a certain political view that but hitting it's women not, is bad. It's not leaning to a political. <laughs> that's view not a political at all. view. It's like no. that's a morally yeah, right it's, thing. It's not, like I, no, yeah, I agree, but yeah, yeah. I agree, but it's upsetting but, people on the internet. But the, yeah. the, but, the people who are getting upset at this movie are probably are the wrong are the wrong types. Like people, I'm, yeah. I'm trying really hard but, not to generalize. Yeah. But if you're upset about a movie that picks domestic that paints domestic violence in a negative light, <laughs> yeah. I, it's look, like that's not on. That's but, on you. Yeah, that's your problem. I don't think anyone's out there being like, yeah, get her, Adrian. But, but also, like, <laughs> you know, we, yeah, we always talk about, though, it's like, it's a good movie and also, it's a good movie because of the way it's made and the story and the other, and it's also a good movie because of the way it deals with I, I think it handles, the point of view. I think it handles post-traumatic so stress. you can't say, yeah, you yeah, can't say and, it's a bad movie yeah. because you're an incel who yeah. likes, who, I who hates that, women. I think that there are just people who don't want you know there's that thing where there's people on the internet who say oh stop putting politics in my video games yeah it's the same demographic we people talk, don't yeah. want issues in their films yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it and, makes them uncomfortable yeah, to think and, about and, and so they don't like yeah. it yeah and so that's why they like studios always make the safe yeah. boring pg-13 but this, these are the kind of movies we need now yeah but movies the, with issues exactly but also movies that are well made and don't have like a million trillion special effects shots and aren't made for a million trillion dollars, and that well, the special effects in this film look better than some of the CG we get in, yeah, like you know, three hundred million dollars because they can probably yeah. spend a bit more on the CG because there's much less but of it. There's less of it, and they can take more time on. It. And it's like they they're focused on this is what we have to do. Everything else is practical, or you know, is is uh, you know scaled down. Yeah, um, um, yeah, but that's like what we were talking before with Hollow Man. It's like the special effects in that was so impressive because at the time they couldn't really do that. Now you could do the special effects in in the Invisible Man pretty much on your home computer, but it's like it's we we took twenty years to get to the point where you could do something like that, quote unquote, easily or cheaply, and it's not easy, it's not cheap, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But they're not doing they're not doing half the stuff they were doing in Hollow Man in Invisible Man. If they had to, and they only had ten million dollar budget, they would be stretched. They couldn't do it. 
even with the home computer, the, the fact that yeah. technology has come so far, they couldn't get anywhere near... Even from a time perspective. Yeah, exactly. They couldn't get anywhere near close to it. But the, that's not the movie they're trying yeah. to make. Like, going back to what you were saying before, like, it would have been a much... I'm going to say a much more interesting movie, but it would have piqued my interest a little bit more if it turns out at the end there was no Adrian. If yeah. he did kill himself. But see, in that case, I would... It, it shouldn't have been an Invisible Man movie. Yeah. Because... Even yeah, though, yeah. even though, like we're saying, it shouldn't be a dark universe, it shouldn't yeah, be no, connected. I, it, you still there's. And, it could have been called something different. Yeah, but that yeah, that would still have been that a, would a still good be, movie because I would have loved a movie. All this is all in my head where you, we see all the sort of paranormal stuff going on, like all the Invisible Man antics, and then at the end you see like she's at court or something, and you see all the video evidence yeah. of her doing everything. Doing it, yeah, and that would have been kind of cool as well. Mm. So there's and that they're both movies that could talk about you know like that all also could have been a movie that deals with you know the effects of abuse domestic violence yeah. PTSD and all that yeah. cycles of abuse but it's- um, or I would have also liked to have seen a movie. I guess slightly, it's a different movie, mm. of course. A movie slightly closer to Hollow Man, where we see it from both Tom and Adrian's perspective, two psychopaths yeah. just tearing it up. See, like to me, that would be my, because I love that. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, I love that's that. A different I love movie that Mad Science. But that's a different movie. And the way the movie is, if they did add any of those scenes. Yeah, it's it, a different movie. It would, I wouldn't it, have done I wouldn't have liked it. I wouldn't have changed this movie from what it is. Yeah. But I also would have liked to see a version. Of, like, sort of both sides that this movie sort of plays with a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, I think the invisible... Just the idea of an invisible man, not the... Like, not specifically the universal, yeah, yeah, the yeah. invisible man, um, is just fun. And you could do that again in another yeah. in another few years. But this version as it stands, yeah, I, I like that the fact that it, it didn't just remake the original. Yeah. It didn't just do another Hollow Man, you know? Yeah, it did it, something different. It did something different. And it did it from a different perspective, and it did it in a way where you didn't need all that stuff, because if you if you start adding that in, it takes focus away from yeah. Cecilia and her dilemma, you know. But yeah, like you know, me especially, as we talked about, like I would love the mad scientist and all the tech stuff, you know. But that's a different movie. It's, it is, it is, different and that's movie. also a movie we've already seen in like Hollow Man and Invisible Man and other films. But yeah, like uh, I feel like I mean it's not a perfect movie by any means. It's not great, but I just feel like it's different. It's refreshingly because, yeah, different. It's refreshingly different. It's a refreshing reimagination of a trope at this point. But also because of the dark universe connection, it's so such an impressive movie because of what it does and it does it so what well. It, what, the, what it really what signifies do, as yeah, well. What you can do when you don't spend $200 million on CGI crap. Yeah, I, I didn't realise that... Look, watching the movie, I didn't realise the budget was that low. Yeah. It's filmed um, in and Australia, so that really, yeah. that really goes to show you can still make a really good movie from a major picture house. Um, picture yeah. house. Um, studio, yeah. Studio. Um, for a low budget. Yeah. It, it's The studios need to... They need to do more like this. Now they shouldn't do a fat every movie. Obviously, some movies need a bigger budget. I mean, the only problem is really is Blumhouse is obviously horror sort yeah. of adjacent yeah. for the most part. I think they've done a couple of strict non strictly horror movies. Probably, but, yeah. But I think most of their output is mostly just yeah. horror. We need more other studios like A twenty four that are doing smaller scope yeah. indie films. 
I feel like most of these, because horror movies generally, yeah. To be fair, horror movies are usually cheap and usually yeah. do well. Yeah, and that's so, what I was going to say. A lot of these, unfortunately, a lot of the smaller studios, like A twenty four, and like they're usually only horror focused. The smaller ones, yeah. We need more smaller scoped production studios making these films for yeah. big with with the big, big motion picture yeah. studios. Yeah, I mean, and also, yeah, like like with Upgrade or something, like expanding out into other genres. Exactly. Because to be fair, you know, we keep saying they need more movies, like, but horror is quote-unquote easy to do for this budget and it's, quite, it's pretty much guaranteed to be, to make it, to, to, yeah. if, not, if not to be successful, then to at least make, make its budgets back. back. Yeah. You know, so yeah, on one hand, it's like, yeah, okay, it's... It, it's easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it's it, it but, ties into what we were talking about last week, where if you have a good idea, if you had good story and characters, that comes first. Then the special effects and all that come on top. But you don't need to spend $200 million on CGI crap flying no, around. Exactly. When you, you know, if you know what you're doing. It, yeah, it goes back to what you, you know, were saying just before. Like... You know, you can take a gamble and some of the $100 million movies don't make the money back. They don't do close. They yeah. bomb. You know, well, take a gamble and make a $10 million movie. If it does well, it does well. If it does, if it bombs, you only lost 10 instead that's of 100. Exactly. That's what we're, like, we're saying. It's like they, they're playing it safe by making $200 million movies, hoping they'll make a billion dollars, but in, in they end up losing all that $200 million, where it's like they should be making $10 million movies you know, and hoping to make a few hundred million. You know, and, and like, then, but also, also in, I guess, somewhat related news, you have companies like Disney buying um, Fox and Fox Searchlight is now ex- limiting, because obviously Fox Searchlight being, this, you know, the subsidiary of Fox, it really does more of the more interesting movies. Yeah. And they've somewhat, they've been limited to like four movies a year or something stupid like that now. Because well, they're not they're not making as much money as they used that, to. That was going to be my next point. Is a lot of the discussion we just had now is about budget. Yeah. Like, oh, they they're spending two hundred million when they should be spending ten million. It's not just about the budget. Like we were talking about last week, it's a fact that these studios lack creativity. They yeah. lack vision, and they're run by bean counters mm. and or algorithm. You know, and, and part yeah. of it is Disney not wanting so, to compete with itself. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, but it's like it's all going to the same place <laughs> yeah, at the end of the really day. Um, but it's like that's the thing is they not they don't need to just take risks financially. They need to take risks creatively. But that that when we say risks, that doesn't mean going crazy. Exactly. It means you know, next time you make a, a Star Wars movie, let's just pick on that. Don't spend so much money on it and it's just all cgi things flying around you know figure out what's the story you want to tell you know start with the script st- first. yeah then you go okay well we'll use mostly practical effects and you know do a smaller scale you know maybe set on one or two planets you yeah know? a smaller scope story yeah fine. why does it always have to be 20 planets Stuff flying around, guys yelling and you running. Know, spoiler alert for and, the being counters at Disney. Nerds are still going to show up to see the small budget exactly. Star Wars. And the reason they <laughs> do it that way is because they're afraid of you know people's attention spans. They're afraid of people getting lost. And it's like, 
People are going to, sh- like you said, people are going to go see it anyway because it's Star if, Wars. If they showed, if they if they showed us a trailer for a smaller scoped, intimate Star Wars story, say for example, a western set on Tatooine, yeah, who, however many years. I mean, the Mandalorian. Was, yeah, like people the Mandalorian, love that shit. Like Mandalorian, but yeah. like, but not the Mandalorian. You yeah, know, like no, uh, yeah, we would be there day one. Yeah, as much as we hate Star Wars no, now. Yeah, if they released a movie that was such a smaller scope, yeah, a twenty million dollar Star Wars movie, but I'd be down. Studios are so afraid, like like we were saying before, they're so afraid of alienating. Any one person, even if it's a terrible person that that you that shouldn't they shouldn't yeah, be an like audience, you know. Um, it's like they're so afraid that they have to make a blanket appeal movie that's just bland and boring and safe. Whereas, like, they need to make a movie that's not crazy and out there. Star Wars doesn't have to be violent, or you know, they don't have to make a Star Wars horror movie or whatever. But it's like, yeah, it's like give the audience some credit, exactly, and say, look, we don't have to just have everyone running and yelling and CGI stuff flying around. Budget's not everything. CG doesn't mean yeah. the end of the world. It's like, like yeah, It's like, what's the story we want to tell? Yeah. You know? You know, what is the... Fo- they need to just focus. You yeah, know? exactly. That's what I like about The Invisible Man is, like, it's just a focused story. It's not about an MCU-style universe. It's not about hand-holding and exposition and saying, well, this is a flashback to show you this, you know? And it's getting a good response and people are responding to it and doing very well. And you can do that in other situations. And I feel like it's genres. so unfortunate though because all the accountants and all the executives and they go, oh, it's doing well because it's a horror movie. Yeah. I'm like, well, yes, but also we're not going to get any creative growth until they actually try and do this with another genre. Yeah. Because as like we're maintaining that sort of that cycle of oh, the so we'll call it a circle instead. Sorry, yeah. of like it's a horror movie made cheaply. It's going to make us money back. That's fine. Yeah, but it might apply to other things as well. Just give it a try. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like yeah, they need to try it with other genres, and they need to. They don't need to do it. With, but it's like they've got the MCU and they've got Star Wars and they've got uh, Pixar and uh, other Disney animation. So it's like. That's fine. Do that. Do whatever you want with that. That's lots of CGI, lots of running. Yeah, you there's know, your hundred million. Yeah, like, yeah. That's like yeah. that's it. Okay. You now you you also own Fox. You also own Touchstone, and I I think and a lot of other studio. I mean, Disney owns everything. Uh, who yeah. owns Miramax now? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like it's like not every movie has to be a billion trillion dollar franchise. But that's what because this is the problem with Disney and it's the problem with corporations and capitalism. It's like there's no end game. It's yeah. like. It was if just you increasing made, the top yeah, score. If that's you it. made a billion dollars last year, this year you have to make two. Next year you have to yet. make three. It's all about shareholders must be appeased. Yeah. It's all about growth. Yeah, and it's like it's not about the creativity and it's not about the filmmaking and the storytelling. And it they definitely should be focusing on like I just said, we've got Star Wars, we've got MCU, we've got Disney Pixar. Now that's that we're making our money off of that. What can we do on the other side? What can yeah. we do creatively? And stuff like Fox Searchlight was supposed to be like that because mm. you had 20th Century Fox, which was like X-Men and Spider-Man, uh, not Spider-Man. Yeah, the bigger budget stuff. the big budget stuff. And then you had... Fox Searchlight, Fox which is a smaller budget stuff. Or you, stuff, had, you yeah. had Sony, which is like, you know, James Bond and, and Spider-Man. And then you had Sony Pictures Classics, I think, which are smaller films, you know. like. But now because Disney owns everything and because the landscape of cinema has changed to where everything has to be a franchise, everything has to be a superhero movie, they don't seem to be trying. It's all just gone to Netflix. Yeah. And exactly. And we always talk about it's yeah. always it's on it's on streaming services now, mostly Netflix. But there are th- places like Blumhouse and A twenty four A twenty four especially, 
where it's like they're doing. And like you said, it's like maybe the the big big studios need to take a leaf out of their yeah definitely page out of their book. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's all you know? about the the problem with uninhibited growth is that it always leads to collapse eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it works. That's, yeah. With the economy, like with everything. Yeah. You can't have unsustain it's unsustainable growth. And that's what they're expecting out of the movie profits. Yeah. They're expecting it to cuz you know people people have been talking about this for a while. You know, the bubble's going to burst with the mm-hmm. superhero movies. I don't know if it is because it it's just not, seems to getting bigger it's and not bigger. Been, the th- problem is what they're doing is the bubble's not popping because all resources are being diverted to increase yeah. the bubble's strength. Yeah. So eventually, but, we're going to have a, a, a theater landscape. We've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. Where the only movies out are these superhero movies. Yeah. Because all the well, other resources the, are going into yeah, that. Yeah. Already, we've talked about yeah. how there's not a lot of variety in mainstream cinema anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. It's very homogenous, you know, very one, you know, it's always, yeah, you don't get a lot of difference in, so. So, the, the bubble won't pop. It'll never pop. Yeah. They'll just won't release interesting yeah. movies it'll, it'll just get to a point where there's no interesting movies. On theatre screens. In anyway. theatres at all. And, yeah, which is already kind of happening. Like, yeah. you know, Netflix and stuff is like yeah. the more interesting Especially movies. when the real, the, the interesting movies, some we do want to see, like The Lighthouse, don't even get released because that's what I'm there's saying. no point. It's that's, like, that's what I'm saying yeah. is like that's why we're in this situation. We're already in this situation yeah. where the mainstream movies that go to the mainstream cinemas are just superhero movies, are just animated movies. And, and yeah. the actual interesting movies we want to see go to small theatres or go straight to streaming. Yeah. But and, we got, we, luckily, yeah. though, we got The Invisible Man. <laughs> yeah. Handing it back but in a see, bit. But, but that, that is... But that also that, fits into the horror trap. That's a horror movie, but also it's made by a big studio, you know, so yeah. that the big studios need to be supporting movies like they used to in the 70s, you know, and, you know, uh, you know, they can't it's, just. It, it's just a shame because like for every $100, $100 million movie that bombs, we could be getting 10, yeah. five to 10 really interesting mid-budget films. It's like I talked about last week where for for one Avatar, you could have 20 district or more district nines, you know. So it's like for one Tom Cruise's The Mummy, you could have 20 or more Invisible Man 2020. Exactly. Invisible you know? Invisible yeah, you could man. have so We could have the Invisible Men. men. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Not John one Adrian. There's 20 Adrians. <laughs> Adrian clones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, they, they, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I hope that they don't see the success of this and say, all right, now we're going to churn out The Wolfman, churn yeah. out Fran- Frankenstein, churn out Dracula. Look, I'm down, like, but keep it to 10, 20 yeah, million with but, interesting directors. Yeah. I also, like, I, lo- I really like Lee Winnell and I'm, uh, I'm interested to see what he does next, but I hope they don't be like, let's get him to do our new uh, Dark Universe 2.0. Oh, can we like, have the I Wolfman hope just, tackling toxic masculinity next? I hope, that, oh. yeah, I hope they just make, oh, we're going to make the Wolfman. Yeah. How do we make it different? You know, we've already had 20 million Wolfman movies. We've already had American Werewolf in London. We've already had how many other versions? It's like, yeah. how do we make it different? Who's got a good idea? If no one has a good idea soon, don't rush it. Don't don't yeah. don't try to force it into your MCU style thing. Like, let's be realistic, man. How many scripts do the, are the studio just sitting on? Oh, I'm sure they can thousands. find a fucking oh. dozen to make for ten to twenty mil. Oh, the, the black, the, like the blacklist of great unproduced scripts is you know uh, incredible, but also the ones we probably don't even know about. Exactly, is, it's another story. But also, like Hollywood is made up of 
writers. Exactly. So go to that's what they did with Lee Winnell. They went and they're like, Oh, we're doing we got the rights to the Invisible Man. What do you want to do with it? Pictures. And he's like, boop, 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 and this is what happened. So they can do that with the Wolfman, they can do that with Dracula. You know? But I think those movies are probably even harder to do because they're being they're even more famous. The the yeah. characters, you know, the, the mm. stories have been even more told. So we'll see we'll see what happens, but um I mean, I don't know. I'm not holding my breath, but hopefully this takes it into a, uh, you know, a better direction. Yeah. So, I mean, who who knows? I mean, hopefully they learn their lesson, but probably not. Probably not. Um, we we talk a big game with optimism and hope yeah. and what they can do. Especially, but it's like, this is, this is a one Yeah. That's the thing before. This movie was extremely fucking unlikely. Yeah. That's what I was saying. It's like the, the odds that we got this movie in the way and shape and form that it is and in, that it yeah. is was extremely unlikely to begin with yeah i mean yeah I, like hopefully they don't just see this and be like oh we're gonna try like i said they're gonna tree reboot the dark universe but this time we're just gonna do it smaller like i don't like they should just make one-off movies yeah just make a good movie at a time yeah one put one foot in front of the other that's yeah. it yeah, take it. Take us. I mean, that's the other thing. Like is they like, used to in the nineties, just one yeah, good movie like, at a time. That's the other thing is like they're always thinking twenty movies ahead. No, well, that's the other thing. I mean, we're kind of just talking about franchises in general now, but it's like they think twenty movies ahead in terms of maybe money or like you know marketing pro- projection, but in terms of the creative storytelling, they don't really know where they're going with it. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so it's like they do and they don't think ahead we need to we need to create a small studio and just go to netflix and be like we'll make you a movie for 500 grand yeah <laughs> like, we can do it <laughs> i mean we'll, yeah. we'll make a, a fucking leaving las vegas the tuesday re- re- the tuesday re- review story <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll make a leaving las vegas and just shoot without any permits on a, hand- <laughs> on a handheld cam yeah like <laughs> no shaky cam though no no, no no hey that movie won an oscar no but yeah it didn't have <laughs> shaky cam no it didn't no, so, yeah. we're not no. animals but they, yeah, they filmed like, illegally. We want people to yeah. be able to see the movie. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a couple more things we'll mention, and then we'll probably finish up. Um, that Uber driver when she he picks her up, and she's just like doing like twenty point turn, just like excruciating. It's like, come on, get out of there! I was in the toilet for that scene. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was it was a good scene. You got a tiny old lady bladder. No, I, I um I smashed a bottle of water before the movie started. Well, whose fault is that? It's my fault. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Um, the handprint on the shower in the yeah. trailer, that's not in the movie. No, it's not. I, I know it's that. I was like, Which, eh. on one hand, I was like, I, I kept waiting for it and it yeah. didn't happen. And I was like, I was, it added, it added was, to my anxiety. <laughs> I was I was hoping for some sort of, yeah, shower steam-like effect. Like, you yeah. might just see... But see, you, you remember how... Hollow Man. Yeah, remember how we're talking yeah, about yeah, Hollow Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's so impressive the way yeah, the yeah. steam goes across him and yeah. you see his features... Which is so hard to do it in two thousand. Yeah, it's still hard to do now. I just, it just would have been cool. Yeah, like, but I think if they tried to do that, like, it would still be we, hard. We got, to do we got a little bit. We got we got something close with like the paint and some stuff water. Like that. Yeah, some water, but yeah, but yeah, like it, it's like it's still hard to do. Yeah, you know. But that's that's the other thing is like CGI has come far, but also it hasn't. Yeah, it, it seems it still to have takes a lot right? of time. It, it yeah. bottlenecked. It still takes a lot of time and a lot of um, a lot of um, processing power and a lot and of. And even now, most of us still and shit. I, exactly. And I feel like obviously the studios don't treat the CGI studios well. 
Like a lot yeah. of the time they're unpaid or yeah, they so do a lot of work and they, they just do a lot of, most of the, most of the um, there needs to be a pro- I'm sure there has to be a union, right? I they don't should, think there is. That's they should, why they should unionize the hell. Yeah, up. I think they've been trying to, and of course Hollywood doesn't want that. I mean, at, at the same time, like without going too much uh, much into politics. Um, it's like, well, what's Hollywood going to do? Stop using CG? Well, yeah. Okay, go ahead. We were complaining. Please, please, please do. <laughs> yeah. But so it's, it's like, you know, I feel like CG union, CGI union. It's like, I mean. Yeah, but well, we, we, we talked about it. We talked about a bit last week with the sci-fi movies where with practical effects, those people are union. Those people, you have to pay them for every yeah. minute they work. They have like. You know, they they're not might not necessarily be on set, but there's a workshop and there's like you know, it's, whereas the digital side of it, the CGI guys, it's like that's like a separate studio. They farm it out, they they ship mm. it out to them. It's more easy to abuse because there's also a lot of studios yeah. in like Southeast Asia, exactly. and other countries. Yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's there's more there's more paperwork yeah. involved, and that's I think one of the reasons why CGI always looks so shit is because the those people just are pushed to their limit, like, and they're just like, yeah. you know, just like they're just like, oh yeah, just do it. And it's kind of like, no, 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 you, this should be a process that takes place across the whole, you know, from from the very first day of pre-production to the very last day of editing. Yeah. Um, but not just that, sh- like, we, like we said with The Invisible Man, there needs to be a focus. Exactly. It's one of the reasons some of the MC mo- MCU movies and a lot of other superhero movies have such terrible CGI is because I think the studio is just like, oh, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. Just, you know, have the guy jumping around, whatever. Whereas they need to go full Logan, you know, they need to go full, you know, just start at the start and be like, okay, we're going to do this practically as much as possible, then we'll augment it with CGI, That's it. you know? Yeah. But they don't. Pretty much. I think a lot of it, like, we, we blame studios a lot. I think audiences are a big part of the problem. Yeah, People but, just don't care. Yeah, they yeah. don't. People went to see Black Panther or or Captain Marvel and were just fine with the bad. CGI. A lot of people were like a lot of people uh, also liked it. I'm like the people yeah. do tend to we, enjoy the MCU. They, people if, overlook um, really bad CGI. We, we talked about this once a long time ago, maybe on the old show, where people think practical effects look old and cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they think CGI looks cool modern. and realistic. Yeah, like, just because it's modern, not because it actually is it. realistic. And especially when, if you had, let's take, you know, let's say, let's take the Xenomorph from the original Alien, which looks amazing and looks yeah. realistic because it is a real thing. It's a dude in a suit and it's fantastic. Yeah. Then you take the CGI Alien from like Alien Covenant or whatever, which looks like shit. Yeah. But people would prefer the Alien Covenant version, just to general audiences. Oh, I mean, you look at... Because it looks more modern and shiny yeah. and it's like they're used to that now. I mean, you bring up... We re- recently rewatched Alien in 4K on the home setup mm. and everything's practical. Yeah. It looks... In, to this day, it looks incredible. Yeah. Because it's real, in a sense. It held it's, up because yeah. it can't It well, can't look old. I said, I, I said this to, you know, on, on the last couple of episodes when we're talking about the original Alien. I'm like, every penny of the budget is on screen. Yeah, that's it. And it's, it's why I like The Invisible Man. It's like it uses its, it uses its budget well. Ten million dollars is a fantastic looking movie for yeah. ten mil. Yeah, like obviously there's marketing and that, but I'm yeah. just talking about production yeah, wise, production, yeah, yeah. what Still, they spent yeah. on it. Like it looks really good. And I remember when I watched, um, you guys remember Channel Zero that yeah. Uh, S- yeah, yeah. that uh, creepy pasta yeah, yeah, yeah. anthology, and that was like a low budget show, and uh, I think it was only like six episodes, and they asked like the showrunner like how do you look at it, and he said. 
good good lighting costs the same as bad lighting. Yeah. It's like that's all it takes for yeah. for a low budget thing. It's like yeah, you don't need to spend 200 million dollars all the fucking time. And especially if you have no clue what you're doing in the first place, that money's just going wasted. Wait, it's wasted. Yeah. yeah. We saw it with three Star three five Star Wars movies in the last 5 years. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like it's just wasted money out the window. And you know, ironically, the best-looking Star Wars content, you know, looking in terms of production-wise, is The Mandalorian, yeah. which is a TV show. Yeah, which everyone loves because of the practical nature and the smaller scale. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they should listen to this show. <laughs> 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 they do, because then they always do the opposite <laughs> yeah. of what they we always, say. They always look at what we whinge about and go double down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I think that's it. You guys want to mention yeah, anything I think, else? I think we covered all the bases. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. I'm I'm excited to see what Lee Winnell does next. And yeah, I, mean, I I can't say like I said. I thought it was okay. Yeah, but I, he's an interesting director. Yeah, it looks nice. I like I said, I'm keen for what he, whatever he's got coming out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's an impressive movie. Like considering yeah. what they did and considering the um, the odds were against them. Yeah, you know? definitely. And also, I like the fact that it's a universal monster movie. That's actually a horror movie. Yeah. Dracula Untold. And, it was like an and, action and, film. Yeah, and the Tom Cruise's version of The Mummy. They were action films. They were MCU yeah. rip-ups. I mean, the, 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 so, the Mummy was more, even more of an adventure film yeah. than an action film. I mean, I know, I know there was the Brendan Fraser Mummy films, which were uh, adventure. But, but it's like... That was like its own thing. That's its own thing. Yeah. It's like, I'm glad to have a universal horror movie... That, is, is, a ho- that literal, is a horror movie. A literal yeah. horror movie, yeah. And that's another thing horror they should, thriller. not just in terms of budget, but they should say, yeah, like, you know, it's R-rated as well. Like, they, sh- that's what they should have done from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. we're going to reboot all these movies, but it's like, let's make them horror movies. Yeah, for sure. Let's not make them action-adventure movies so then we can have the, all the monsters tie in together and have an <laughs> Avengers-style battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be fun, but, you know, like... Yeah, no, like I get the, you. The I'd reason, rather have the, the smaller reason, movies. Yeah, the reason I love the original Invisible Man is because it's creepy. Yeah. You know, Claude Rains is a creepy motherfucker. I've never know? seen it. It's great. And the special effects are actually really impressive oh, for the time. Actually, actually, I still don't know how they did it today. I saw Oh, a when he takes off the yeah, bandages? I'm yeah. Just like, I was like, what the fuck? I'm just like, fuck <laughs> no. Like, I don't like just. No, like, what year was yeah. this man? I'm like, I, I feel like. They did the footprints in the snow. And I'm I was like, like, fucking hell, man. Like, wow. Yeah. But it's just great to have a the modern equivalent of yeah. that now. It's just like horror, like smaller scale horror movies. Well, it's like not worrying about. We've you got. Know. Um, let's hope Universal continues doing interesting things. We've got the Hunt coming soon. I haven't oh, seen the trailer was that, for that. Is that Universal? That's Universal. I haven't seen well, the trailer for that, but I've seen I mean, the poster. This is the off. Poster this is, looks amazing. This is off topic because, but I mean, I guess we'll talk about it since you brought it up. But this movie was supposed to come out over a year ago, right? Or at least a year ago. Oh, is this the Incel one? It's the 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 eat the rich movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which so okay. So one, there's a great Mads Mikkelsen movie called The Hunt, which is about a teacher who's falsely accused of being a pedophile. A great movie, great drama. Oh yeah, I know that. Very one. Uh, emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this movie being called The Hunt, I know a lot of people haven't seen the Mads Mikkelsen movie, and that's not a big famous movie. But the fact that it's just called The Hunt, it puts me off. Yeah, but that's that's not a problem. So apparently it's a movie about rich people who pay to have rich liberals or rich progressives pay to hunt conservatives or something like that. 
Oh, is it that? That's what because I, I know I, it was I banned. It was, they I th- wouldn't release it. I thought it was, it was just rich people in general. I might be paying, wrong. Like like let getting me, hunting poor people or hunting. Oh, that might be right. People. But let me look that up. I know there was a movie where conservatives were hunted for sport, and people were they didn't release it. That uh, sounds like a conservative's wet dream, not a liberal's <laughs> wet dream. Yeah, you know? no, I know. Like it's they're kind of switching the tables <laughs> yeah. there. But but anyway, then what happened? Was there a school shooting or something happened? I mean, uh, no, it would have been the. I think it might have been something to do with one of the um, neo-Nazi incidents in America, Charlottesville, maybe something like that. Yeah, but it, so they they didn't. Oh no, really... no, no. Uh, yeah, it was a shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So then they didn't release it, and then like it's been over a year now, and they're gonna re-release it again. But I'm like, if they just released it in the first place, probably no one would have seen it and would have been fine. But now it's got all this press around it. So I guess on one hand, that marketing, like extra marketing, you know. But also, it's probably not going to be that good of a movie, and I wouldn't have seen it anyway. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, it was originally called Left State versus Blue State, and it, it is. A, it's about progress, rich progressives hunting uh, MAGA uh, kind of people. And so it, after the uh, after okay. the ma- a mass shooting, they decided it was a bit risky. So well, now I want to see the movie because I'm. It's loosely based on um, the most dangerous game, but it's like a yeah. political version. Because I'm in quotation marks. I'm interested in seeing how they play that like because i uh, thought it's it's basically from what i understand it's just reverse purge yeah but it's like accepted. i th- i thought it was just rich people hunting poor people and it's like the whole uh the whole theme of the movie was like an eat the rich thing it's like these people are destroying us which is what's happening now in real life but you're saying if it's a uh, rich progressive or, or left-leaning well, people hunting conservative that's a very targeted yeah. right-wing so according, message according to time which, it's a uh, satirical thriller wherein wealthy americans hunt deplorables uh maga supporters for sport it sounds like so a weird I, movie okay, weird message. okay 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 now we have to see this movie <laughs> yeah. because i'm getting a lot of mixed messages i'm getting a lot of information well, i'm not it? sure how much is true well no all the articles i've seen are from pretty established uh media yeah organizations. but i think like i had no interest in seeing this movie now i think i have to see it just out I of think, curiosity yeah, I, I, and yeah. to see what the actual the, yeah the only reason movie the only is reason trying I, to do the only reason i brought it up is because it's universal's next movie with blumhouse yeah, so the, yeah. the, the, the um, whole... and the poster is fucking cool. Have you seen the international poster? Uh, I saw the one. The, I didn't see that one. I saw the one. There was one with a pig head or something. Yeah, no. There's a new. Yeah. It's int- supposed to illustrate uh, how big the political divide is in the America at the moment. Like any, anyone needs an explanation the new, about um, that. The, the international poster for listeners at home um, is uh, released for the UK market. Has trees turning into guns. Mm. And people running through like a forest of like tree guards, it just looks real cool. Yeah, I think that uh, all of the political drama surrounding this film is likely to be overstated. Yeah, I, I, um, I feel like, like I said, if the movie had just come be. out when it was supposed to, no one would have yeah. seen it, no one would have talked about it. Hey, but but they're taking risks. Universal's taking more yeah. risk. I think it will be uh, people hunting well, but- conservatives, but I think that that probably. That'll probably be one scene where they'll be like, oh, yeah, we all voted for Donald I, or some shit. And then that'll be yeah, like forgotten no, for the rest I, of the film. We, we definitely have to see this film now because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to think about it now. I have no now. idea what the movie's I, about. I, I, I just, yeah, I just assumed it was rich people hunting yeah. poor people or p- hunting quote-unquote normal people, you know. Keep in mind, it is which, satire. Yeah, but so, it's like, uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I don't take that as Universal taking a risk no, because well, that was just a shitty horror movie that they were going to dump. But then it drummed up controversy because of the shooting. Otherwise, it would have just been dumped and no one would have seen it. 
but I guess it kind of worked out for them because now I'm going to see it and I had no uh, intention yeah. of doing so before. I mean, if it comes to our theatres. It probably will. It's, it's a horror film. Yeah, it's all, horror. It's, yeah, I reckon it They all pretty much come out. Yeah. Hopefully. Actually, look it up. The Hunt, uh, the release, hunt Australia, release. released out Australia. But yeah, so I, I think hopefully it'll be an interesting film. It's likely to be overblown like most of these movies yeah, are. Yeah, it's probably a nothing. And you know what? It's probably not even going to be a good movie. Yeah, no. I mean, the trailer didn't look very good from no, when I saw it the first time when a year ago or whatever, when the movie was supposed to come out. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed for the dark universe, if they're still calling it that. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, hopefully they just make cool one-off, you know, horror movies based yeah. on, you know, the... I just, I'm just, I hope they don't ruin Creature from the Black Lagoon, because I love that movie. You know what I would like in terms of that film? I was mm. thinking about this the other day, because yeah. I, saw, I saw an article... It'd be really interesting if it was like a kind of like a, a slower, almost Lovecraftian film. Yeah. Like maybe even in a while, like a detective has to investigate play some murders. Up, yeah. Or they could play up the whole archaeological, yeah. pa- paleontological like side of Like a Call of Thulu kind of experience. Yeah. Like a and they could inve- have... Dark and weird investigation. Like the first half of the movie could just be the whole like finding the fossils and yeah. finding, the, finding the Black Lagoon, you know, like lost in the jungle and... Yeah, it could work. Yeah. But I reckon they'll rule that. No, it'll be a real simple... <laughs> it'll be a shit show. Yeah. The, the, the creature will probably be CGI, nonsense. Flubbery. <laughs> but it's like also like... Because f- like Frankenstein and Dracula, like that's been done so many times. Yeah. Like what can they do differently? It's like Lee Winnell found out a way to do the Invisible Man differently and from a different perspective. But yeah, I, I feel like Frankenstein and Dracula, like they... I don't know. Hopefully they can pull it off, but I don't know if they can. No, I would honestly, I would just leave that for those properties alone. Spend that creative energy yeah. making new properties. But we talk it's like they don't make new yeah. properties; they just make. Like I understand they have the rights to these classic characters. Yeah, but it's not necessary. Yeah, I mean, um, but if they are going to do it, do it well, you know. Apparently, the hunt is slated to be released in Australian theaters on the twenty third of April. That's not that's not too far. Yeah, yeah. A month and a bit. So we'll a bit see how we'll see how months. we go. Yeah, and it's still not on any of the actual theater websites yet. Coming yeah, soon yeah. or anything, so we'll just have to wait. It might get delayed again. Yeah, you know, who knows? Um, maybe yeah, maybe we'll talk about it on the show. I guess we talked about it now. So do if people it's any care? good, if it's shit, we yeah. talk about it. Do you? Does anyone listening care what we talk about anymore? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. As far as we're concerned, we're just talking to the wind. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> we're just you know yelling into the ether like. <laughs> We're still going to yell. Yeah. Might, as, might as well upload it. We used to, yeah, we used to be like, oh, what's the content, the good content for the listeners? But now it's just like, what do we want to talk about? What's what's fun? But yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you are still listening, thank you for listening in general. We very much do appreciate we it. We do really appreciate it. And also, I know there might be a lot of people who listening who like don't interact with the, like, or message us. Please do. Please just say hi. At the very least, drop us a review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Oh, we've, de- been, we've read a couple yeah. of reviews. Definitely. We're very impressed. Definitely, <laughs> like, rate, review, and subscribe on, like, iTunes or your podcasting app or whatever because I think that all the more reviews we have, the more the more positive reviews we have, the more higher we go in the, the like, overall exposure. charts and the more exposure we get. But also, like, yeah, if there's something you like about the show and want us to expand upon. Or dislike. 
Yeah, or if you something you dislike about the show and want us to rein in. Yeah. But also at the end of the day we'll probably just ramble on the same way we always do. <laughs> <laughs> Why change the habit of life? Yeah. <laughs> but target our ramblings, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Focus us. Focus our rage. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, thanks for listening. We we appreciate you. Uh like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page if you already haven't. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Tuesday Review AU. I posted a couple of crappy memes during the Oscars. They weren't good, but they exist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Follow me on Instagram at Channel Drifter. I post uh, every time I watch a movie, I make a little post and a little review. And I watch so many movies that I don't get to mention on this show. So if you want to keep up with what I've been watching, definitely check that out. Follow me at Channel Drifter. And yeah, also if also with that as well message me on instagram and say if there's something you want me to review or you know if you're curious about something let me know if you like video games check out alan jake and nathan's show sunrise arcade and our friend maddie J has his automotive discussion show car talk and you can check those out wherever you listen to podcasts and yeah like i said make sure to rate review and subscribe to choose our review on itunes it helps us out a lot and yeah, just send us a message or just say hi, and we'll just say hi back. You don't, we don't have to, we don't have to discuss anything. We just want to know just people exist. Let, let us, yeah, let us know. We're not just shouting into nothingness. We're so lonely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to talk about movies. <laughs> no one's listening. <laughs> hey, you know, you know who the, you know who the real Invisible Man is? Our audience. <laughs> <laughs> No, we love you. We love you all who, who are listening. Even even the one person listening, we love you. You're our cousins. We do appreciate you. And yeah, hopefully, we're just hoping to get a couple more yeah. cousins. And you know, we're, we're going to keep doing this. So and keep, tune in every on, week. We're honestly, still here. Yeah, honestly, even if no one listens and no one, like, we'll just probably just keep doing it because we always we go to the movies time. and ramble on anyway. So might as well record it. It, it is a hobby. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next week. Adios, cousins.